Welcome to another episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. My name is Maurice Jager and I'm a photographer, speaker and the author of the book Personal Branding for Photographers. This podcast is all about learning how to improve your personal brand as a photographer. Thank you for listening today and let's dive in. Welcome at a new episode of the Personal Branding for Photographers podcast. And today we have Josh Line straight out of Las Vegas. So Josh, who are you and what do you shoot? Hey, Maurice. Thanks for having me. I am a headshot and portrait photographer in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I work uh, a lot with uh, professionals, um, actors, models, uh, helping them with their marketing and branding material. Wow. So working with professionals and all these people with your marketing material, do you have a background in marketing or is that something that you just like used to um, uh, like hang your work uh, on or like what's the story behind the work you're creating at this point? So initially when I got started doing headshots, um, I started noticing that uh, people, they knew that they needed pictures, but they weren't really sure how to use them or, you know, where they, what they should be doing with them. Um, a lot of people think they just needed one image. Um, I have a business degree. Uh, and so I'm using that background and my knowledge of running my own business and helping others to uh, help people market themselves. So when we get in front of the camera, uh, we have a plan. And, you know, if they have a marketing plan, great, but I can help them, you know, figure out what they need to do so that we get the images that are going to work best for them. So it's really a, a custom thing for everybody. Uh, based on what they need. So how do you figure out what people need? Uh, well, I talk to them. I ask them what they, what their goals are, uh, what they want to do, if they're thinking about market positioning in their area. So, you know, if a, if a lawyer is, you know, opening up a new firm or branching out into something, uh, I kind of ask them, you know, who their competitors are, uh, what they're doing, what they want to do with their own business and where they want to position themselves in the market. And then we kind of uh, back up from there and have images that will convey and help that story that they're going to tell. So have you always been a photographer or do you have a, another background and you um, at some point uh, develop your career into becoming a photographer? So originally my background is in uh, heating and air conditioning and construction. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the military doing that work, which is a very stark contrast from photography and, and business. Uh, so they didn't really combine or you know overlap with the skills, but uh, mostly I got interested in, in business. I've always wanted to be a business owner. And I think the, the strategy and you know how how businesses operate. It's just always been intriguing to me. And, you know, now that I'm able to do what I do with this and, you know, work with other businesses, the, the strategy and execution of how businesses develop and how they grow, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I, I love being in that world. So yeah, the, my, my background didn't really, didn't really help me too much besides from, you know, developing a work ethic. Uh, but the technical stuff was, was all learned within the last uh, five to 10 years. Yeah. So, like even though you don't have any overlap, like what made you decide to take up like a totally different career? So when I became a parent, um, I just wanted to take you know pictures of my kids, and you know then that kind of slowly led into becoming an expensive hobby of learning you know cameras and photography, uh, and then you know photography and video equipment are very expensive, so I wanted to 
wanted it to pay for itself. And then I decided to make a business out of it. Um, and then it's just kind of snowballed and grown into what I'm doing now. Um, so really, uh, to go a bit further back, you know, growing up, I was always, I was always intrigued about documentaries and, and people around the world and photojournalism specifically. Uh, so National Geographic and, and nature and seeing how they would create these images and go to places was always really interesting to me. And I, I was always drawn to, you know, people from across the globe when they would be photographed and they would tell their stories and just the different cultures of people. Uh, so it's always interested me and that's, that's what really drives my, my day to day now is when I get to meet people, I learn about them, uh, you know, who they are, what they're, what they're going to do in the future. And I, I just like to get to know who people are and that really helps, helps me with my portrait work. So did you grow up in a creative family or was that just something that you like figure out on your own? Yeah, I just kind of figured it out on my own, um, you know. There was no real uh, artists or creativity, I guess. You know, uh, I came from a, a blue-collar family. And my dad was a mechanic, and my my mom was uh, a office administrator. So uh, I didn't, I wasn't really exposed to that. It was mostly, you know, through television and magazines growing up, and and that was what really sparked my interest. So yeah, I grew up in a blue-collar family as well, and now working with. CEOs and C-level executives and stuff. It's like a totally different animal. It's like sometimes like there's like a disconnect between like the way I think and the way these people think. Do you re do you recognize that? Yeah, yeah, I do. And I think I don't think there's a I don't think there's a bad thing there because I think having a different perspective coming into you know working with the executives and CEOs is helpful um, because. Really, we're all we're all just people. We're all just humans, and at the end of the day, we all have the same needs. So, being able to connect with people uh, on that level, instead of our status, you know, and where we are, uh, I think that really helps. Because when people get in front of the camera, they're they're in my world, and they're they're out of their element. So, uh, in a way, that's kind of helpful when they're out of their element. But then at the same time, we we get to connect, you know equally yeah and when you connect with your clients and uh, with your creativity what is the thing that you want to achieve with the work you're creating uh really i just want i want authenticity um that's what i strive for um so people have an authentic image uh, a genuine expression and it really conveys you know who they are as a person instead of you know creating a, a facade of something so i think I think that goes a long way with people to connect with them when you can have uh, an authentic image, an authentic expression. Um, and I think that's why people come to me now. So what is happening in your studio when you pat yourself on the back or like make a little jump? Like what needs to happen to make that happen? And when, when people come in and they, you know, they're not looking forward to it, they, they don't really talk positive about themselves and they say they don't like being in front of the camera, they don't like pictures and they, they kind of pick themselves apart. Then as we go through the session and by the time they leave, they have an image of themselves that they absolutely love. Um, that's what really gets me going. That's when I, I get excited and I get motivated and I will get out of bed every day to do that same thing if I could. So, and, so, so do you have good images of yourself that you didn't shoot? Good images of myself that I didn't shoot? Yes, I do. Okay. So what was the experience when you got shot? Uh, it was kind of the same thing. Um, 
I think, uh, I think Charlie Abrams, he, he got a solid image of me a while back and it's one of my favorites still to this day. And I, I felt the same way. Like I didn't know that I could look like that. That's usually the phrase people say. And I said it myself. It was like, I didn't know I could look that way. And you walk out of the session, a different person and you, you're on cloud nine and you've got some confidence that is not manufactured. You know, it's, that's who you are and what you really look like. So is all of this also um, like reflected in your branding and your messaging? Yeah, I I want to make sure that people understand like that's the that's the main goal. That should be the, the big takeaway is that we should have uh, an authentic expression. We should have, you know, authentic messaging and, and be who we are. Um, I think I think that's really important to make a connection, you know, universally with people um, because businesses I think nowadays and professionals nowadays you can't hide behind a logo anymore people want to do business with other people and they want to know who that person is okay so how do you give people the opportunity to know who you are as a business owner uh I mean I, I do a lot of networking and I I'm active in my community I uh being a military veteran I'm very you know concerned about other veterans and veteran affairs and i i open my studio once a month um to do veteran headshots um i'm also connected with a veteran program um called hiring our heroes and their local chapter um i do all their headshots before they finish the program and it's basically a 12 week 12 week program where they can uh work as an intern for local businesses before they separate from the military and they are able to, you know, get their feet wet back in the workforce going into the civilian world. And the last stop is they come and see me and they get their headshot. So they usually know where they're going and, uh, they have their first professional image in civilian clothes and they're going back out to their, their first career post-military. So, um, I love getting connected with, with that organization and with veterans in general and just, being active in my community, making sure people are going back out into the workforce, you know, with everything that they have. So you're, you're talking about the veterans. Are you leveraging your own uh, military background to get those people in there? Is that how you got the yeah, job? So I've, yeah. So I've, I've just been connected with, uh, you know, veterans in my community and, you know, other organizations just putting the word out that, you know, Hey, I, I want to help. I want to help my, as many veterans as I can uh, with their, professional image and getting back out into the workforce. Okay. And do you use your like other background, like beyond the military to attract a certain clientele or does that come organically through like Google, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, or is yeah, there it a usually story? comes organically? It, it, most of it comes organically. Um, I, I do mention that, you know, that I'm, I'm a veteran and that I'm, I, I want to help veterans. Um, so sometimes people will find me on my website, you know, usually through Google and they'll say, Oh, well, I'm a veteran too. Or, you know, I'll, you know, thank you. And they, they want to support a veteran owned business. Um, so I don't, I don't promote it, but I do let it be known. Okay. So you don't talk, uh, about it like, um, from the get go, but it is like, uh, it's implicit in the conversation more or less you don't explicitly talk about like yeah i'm I, i'm a veteran i'm like working with veterans it's just like more implicit in the story you're telling mm -hmm. yeah one of the one of the things is like in my in my bio um you know i 
I have a pretty good attention to detail. And the only reason I have that is because of my military background. Um, you know, spending a lot of time in the military, they drill that into you to have attention to detail. And, you know, sometimes that's a, a bad thing, you know, if it goes to the, the OCD part of us. Oh, yeah, but we know all in, about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes that can be a bad thing. But in, in this context, being a photographer, and especially a headshot photographer, being you know OCD and detail-oriented is, is an advantage. That's really important. Um, so now I can, I can use you know, what I learned in the military to apply here uh, with that aspect of it. So. so what else did you learn in the military that you apply to your business today? Uh, I don't really enjoy working outside as much in the heat anymore, especially in Vegas. <laughs> That's why I work in a studio. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Thank God for AC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just just the, the work ethic and, you know, being, being a team player. Um, you know, a lot of times when, you, when you're, I'm working with a company, uh, I'm dealing with somebody that they getting, getting the pictures and headshots done is uh, an item on their to-do list and it's not usually their job. So I try to, you know, promote teamwork and leadership to say, hey, you, you have an event and your event that you have going on. Uh, so if they're coming to town for a convention or a conference or something, I want to make uh, their event as easy as possible for everything that I can. So if they have questions about the area, um, if they're not sure how to manage, you know, the workflow for the the headshots that day, like I, I try to make it as easy as possible for them and take all that stuff off their plate. So the, the teamwork aspect of being in the military and, you know, managing projects and, and stuff like that, I definitely had a lot of experience that with that so that I can apply it here as well. So you mentioned you're in Las Vegas, which has obviously a lot of event spaces and a lot of events going on within the casinos. Um, are those the majority of like the on location gigs where you have out of towners that fly into Vegas for an event and you shoot that? Or uh, is there a lot of studio work too in like a city like Las Vegas? Uh, it's, it's a pretty good mix. I, I wouldn't say it's 50-50. Um, it depends. So here there's a convention season, really. So usually the end of the fourth quarter and the beginning of the first quarter are usually when the majority of the big conventions come to town. And that's when a lot of businesses are, you know, they already, they're trying to get rid of their end of year spend or they're starting their, you know, beginning of the year spend. So it's a pretty good mix. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the companies that come in for the bigger conferences, if they have, you know, a team of people coming in that that's usually makes up a good, good chunk of it. Um, and then a lot of it's a good mix of local businesses too. So I work with, uh, law firms, uh, architects, uh, accounting agencies, you know, just, different businesses that have a lot of professionals and they need consistency. So uh, a mix of on location and in studio, it's kind of 50, 50, but the conventions and, and trade shows, uh, it can be seasonal, uh, or it could be, you know, just a one-off. Yeah. I, I know all about the seasonal. Now you mention it because I, the only time I was in Vegas was during WPPI, which is probably the end of the season. Cause it's like, somewhere mid to end February, I think. Um, so how do you approach this when people from out of town um, go into a convention, they're not local, you have to go to a, probably a convention center, they're not used to it. Uh, how do you work the logistics and how do you make sure that everybody knows what to expect and get everybody prepared? So I really ask a lot of questions about their event, you know, what what's the purpose of their trip? 
what are their goals for the trip, uh, how the event is structured, and how much time they have available for everybody. So usually it comes down to uh, if they're attending like a conference where it's, you know, like a expo floor and it's just open all day. Do you have, do they have a structure of when everybody's going to be together or is it going to be one-offs coming in throughout the day? So I try and get a feel for, for how that's structured. Um, if it's like a, a sales meeting, you know, where it's only the employees or only the team members and they're going to a very structured event, uh, I'd ask about that to see how we can, how we can fit in getting everyone's headshots in the, the best way possible, you know, the most cost-effective and efficient way for them. So that's usually the balance that I'm trying to figure out is what's going to be cost-effective, how much time do they have, and what makes the most sense. Um, and that's what I said earlier is usually when people are organizing these events, that's not their primary job and they usually don't look forward to it. So the event planning part is stressful for them. So I try to help them with as much as I can, you know, when they're coming in from out of town. So if they're going to one of the hotels and they've got everyone staying at one hotel and then they're going to you know, a conference or a trade show that's at another hotel, then they're going to have to travel. There's logistics involved. And sometimes they don't understand, you know, how big the places are and, you know, how, how long it takes to get from point A to point B. Uh, so what I find is usually that if they've done this before or if somebody has experience with doing it, they, they're usually planning it, you know, six months to a, a year out and they, they have everything nailed down. If they are, you know, asking a week before a major conference to try and squeeze it in, then they probably didn't budget for it and they probably don't have a good understanding of, of how everything's going to, you know, unfold logistically. So, so do you usually work with event planners or with liaisons within a company? Uh, both, both. So I'll, I'll have uh, corporate event planners, you know, contact me and they're, they're working through logistics uh, or sometimes it's just a single point of contact from a company that is, you know, looking to uh, get things done during the event. So do you market to the corporate event planners to make sure that you're top of mind with them? Or is it more of a, oh, I have an event planner here. Uh, I have a company here that needs headshots. Let's find a photographer. Oh, here's Josh. Do you have like a yeah. couple people that you always work with? And are you just like marketing towards these event planners to get as many jobs as you can in the corporate sphere? Yeah. So the usually the people that are from out of town, they, they find me, you know, online or social media and then the the people who are local i usually network with them and and have a relationship with them um I, i'd say networking is is probably half to 75 percent of of my business uh just getting out talking to people and getting in front of them so um we just talked a little bit about like how you operate and what you shoot but how would you describe your personal brand Oh man, this is this is always a really good question. I know, uh, like you know, you're not the first that said that to me uh, in, on this podcast. <laughs> like I could go back into recordings, and I think like every other person said, like, yeah, that's a good question, and that's why I keep asking it because <laughs> it's a good question. Like it puts people on the spot. Yeah, I, I guess if I had to summarize my personal brand, it would be you know professional and authentic. Is that those are the two big takeaways that I, I want people to associate with me? Is that when they come in, everything's going to be pro professional, you know, uh, and then authentic. Like I'm, I'm a pretty laid back person in general, or at least I try to be. And that uh, we're we're going to have fun, things are going to flow naturally, and we're not going to try and force anything. So yeah. So that's the professional brand. and authentic. So that's the brand part of the personal brand. 
but who are you as a person? What makes you tick? Just just connecting with other humans. Um, I, I really like learning about people and, and who they are and hearing their hearing their stories. And if I can help them tell their story, then that's that's what really gets me going. Okay. And when you're not shooting? Uh, usually hanging out with the family and uh, we've got we have four kids, so we're we're pretty busy with that between, you know, sports and family things, so If I'm not if I'm not in the studio, then I'm I'm usually at home with the family hanging out, and uh, we have little kids, so we don't have a a big chance to go out and do a lot of the things that we want to, like hiking and, and getting out. But we're we're working into that now. The kids are getting older, so uh, like being outdoors when it's not 115 degrees out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't envy you for Las Vegas when it comes down to weather. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So, what kind of steps did you take to actually like get to the level where all these people reach out to you and like the other towners Google you and find you and you have your in-town people that come to your studio? Like you, like you weren't always a photographer and you transitioned into it. So, what did you do to develop? your business or studio, if you will, into a place where you get all this influx of people? Uh, two things. Two things consistently. Marketing and networking. Um, if you're not marketing, then you should be networking. And if you're not networking, you should be marketing. Um, a lot of my local work is directly from networking. So I've joined networking groups. I've gone out to, you know, events and just connect with people. And, you know, for the the marketing aspect, you know, working on SEO, making sure your your story is up to snuff on your website and your messaging. And those are really the two things, you know, and I don't I don't think those things ever really end. So you should always be working on them. So yeah, personal branding very much relies on the story and the storytelling. So what is like when I go to your website as a like I'm an out of timer. So what is the story that you want me to know? They're going to get an authentic image. I'm going to help coach them through it. Um, if people are not used to being in front of the camera or they don't enjoy it, I make it an enjoyable process so that they can get something of quality. So um, that's usually what resonates with people is that I help coach them through it and I'm going to walk them through it step by step and that we're going to collaborate together. So when, like, imagine I would be in Vegas and you are in Vegas, why would people come to you and not book me? What is going to be the deciding factor? Usually when they see... The, the quality of the images and when they when they read the story if they need if they're not used to being in front of the camera they don't enjoy it then the, the coaching aspect is usually what they what resonates with them so you don't really leverage your personality not necessarily not necessarily I, I usually put that at the bottom because I want it to be more about them initially and then my personality would be that you know hey I was I was in the military I enjoy uh, talking with people and learning about their story and and helping them through that To, so that they can tell their story. Did you ever consider uh, using the experience from the military where you you probably, I, I don't know, like where you deployed and like saw the cultures and are you like adding, like are you considering adding those stories that you know how different cultures work and how different people um, conceive headshots? Are you adding that into the story or in the messaging or not at all? I, I I've gone back and forth on this and I think what I've what I've kept coming back to is that 
when somebody looks at my website or they look at my branding, uh, who we've never interacted with before, I really want it to be about them and how I'm solving their problems and helping them. Because if they're out searching on Google, they have a problem they're trying to solve, and I want to be the best solution to that problem. And that's what I want to be the first thing that draws them in. And then as they get through the messaging, then they find out who I am. So I want it to be more about them and less about me. Okay. So do you know how other people see your personal brand? Uh, man, that's another really good question. <laughs> I, oh, I'm throwing I, it I at think, you. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, I would have to guess. Um, but usually the feedback I get from clients is that when they, they either connected with the fact that I coach people through the portrait process or they connected with my my military background. So those are the two two main things that I've got the most feedback from. Okay. Uh, do you work with other professionals when you take ha take headshots or your photography? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like uh, makeup or uh, like other people that help you, assistants or whatever? Yeah, so I'll, I, I work with a lot of professional makeup artists, uh, hairstylists, um, a couple uh, stylists. Uh, usually if a client needs something, I can refer them to them and I, I know the quality of their work. So I, I won't refer them to somebody I've never worked with before if I don't know them personally. Um, so really everything, you know, around someone's professional image and their appearance. Okay. So when you work with another professional, do you have like deciding factors when you look at them? Like, do you like go on their socials or go on their websites and look at their stories and like what is something that like resonates with you or don't you do it at all uh so if i work with another professional the the main thing i need to know is that they know how to conduct themselves you know with other professionals and that they are a professional person you know when that when it comes to business uh and then the quality of their work is is very important as well so if i'm working with makeup artists and hairstylists they need to have an equal blend of both of those attributes so they can do great work you know on a client but if they can't uh conduct themselves in a professional way for the setting and for the person then that's that's going to be a no-go for me so uh, i really like it when a, a makeup artist or hairstylist uh can can work with people set them at ease and and make them feel comfortable and at the same time you know do good quality work Um, I find that when working with professionals in the business world, they're, they're usually not used to having, you know, that kind of stuff done and they're not used to being in front of the camera. So they need to have the personality to, to go along with it so we can have a, a good atmosphere. Yeah. So like how long have you been in business as a photographer? Uh, since 2014. So come on six years now. Wow. What is the most valuable piece of advice that you can share that you learned in the last six years probably screw the masses don't worry about what everybody else is doing um just follow your instincts go go forward create your your work and you're going to draw the people in that want to work with you um so don't don't worry about what everybody else is doing okay. I, i made that mistake early on and it, it it set me back and definitely learned from it okay so what are you still struggling with today Struggling with today, man, I still doubt myself a lot. <laughs> wow. Um, Why is you that? Know, one, bad, one, bad, one bad shoot, you can, you know, kind of get in your own head. But uh, I think especially right, right now with, with the whole COVID thing, like we weren't shooting for a while. So going back, like I, I, I found that, that that first shoot was was difficult for me mentally. But then, you know, 10 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I got this. I just out of practice. 
So, um, but that comes back to not, not worrying about, you know, what everybody else is thinking and just, just go forward. Okay. So like you have your successes, you have your struggles, but when it, when do you consider yourself successful? Uh, when my clients are happy and they refer me to somebody else, that's, that's my biggest success. If, if somebody enjoyed the process, enjoyed everything, and they were able to refer somebody else to me, that that's the biggest compliment and I know what I'm doing is right and I should focus on that and making that better okay and on a personal level with your business when do you consider yourself successful when someone can look at themselves differently after we're done okay so when someone looks at their picture uh, I've had I've had a couple people where they they don't like certain features about you know the way they look and then as we go through the session and they overcome that, uh, you know, that insecurity that they might have of themselves. So if they don't like the way their smile is or something, and then we go through it and then they see their image and they say, wait a minute, no, I, I actually really like that now. And they're completely have a completely different perspective from when they walked in. Yeah. Like, but you're running your business for a reason, right? You, like you, you're, you want to give people an awesome opportunity to get a good headshot and be confident and all of that but like you're doing it for them but i don't want to say what's in it for you but when do you consider your like you you're doing a good job like personally like you know what i'm trying to say here it's like it, it like when you like take a look more inward and not like uh based on the clients like when do you run a successful business like what do you want out of life yeah i i really like i really like that and that I think my personal success out of it is that, you know, I've, I've become a better person because of what I do, because I've been able to, you know, do something that I enjoy helping other people and having a successful business, you know, a healthy financial successful business and being able to have more of a lifestyle that I want with my family, you know? So if I can wake up in the morning and have breakfast with my kids, go into the studio, get some work done and, you know, spend more time with my family and, and do things that we want to do together. Um, it's a really good work-life balance. And I think, you know, that's, that's been my, my personal goal is creating, creating that kind of life that I want. And this allows me to do that. So do you also have creative goals? Yeah. So some of my creative goals are, I want to get more creative uh, photography and create more artistic pieces. And I've been dabbling with some of that in my portrait work. And I would like to have, you know, uh, different bodies of work with more creativity than just the, the standard, you know, corporate headshots and professional stuff. So I'm still playing around with that and I'm enjoying it. So I like working with colors and gels and doing abstract things and pretty much the polar opposite of, you know, standard headshots. Okay. So what are your goals for the upcoming years? What do you want to achieve? Uh, this upcoming year, I want to continue to upscale the business and you know connect with more photographers in my community. The Las Vegas area is is kind of an anomaly when it comes to the creative aspect with photographers and everything. And there's a lot of a lot of great artists, and I just want to get connected with them and have more of a, a local community where we all support each other. Um, and I, I hope to do that with my studio to have space with other artists to help them with their art and help them with their business. So, so you want uh, to create a community with artists and 
center it around the studio? Well, I want I want the studio to be a conduit for them, so that they they have a place where they can do that and where they can they can grow themselves. And then I also want to be able to to host events for you know the artist community here. So okay, that sounds awesome. So when uh, like whoever's listening, how can they find out more about your work and uh, your upcoming goals and all the plans? Like, where do you want people to go online to check you out? Uh, I'm pretty active on social media, so they can find me on my Facebook or my Instagram or LinkedIn. Uh, most of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the photography happens on Instagram, so they can they can check me out there. And then more of the professional stuff with business business related is on LinkedIn. Okay, so thank you so much for spending your time with us, Josh and uh, sharing your insights and how you um, like got into photography from the military career and all of that and how you developed your business in a city like Las Vegas. So I really appreciate your insights. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This was awesome. All right, thank you. And that's it for today. But before we part ways, let me invite you to my personal branding for photographers community on Facebook. The group has already around 700 photographers who want to learn everything about improving their personal brand. Make sure to add yourself by going to mauriciejager.com forward slash Facebook or subscribe to my podcast on your preferred platform. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on Facebook or you'll hear from me in the next episode. Enjoy your day. Talk soon. Bye.